this is Bro Martin, and I am here in the kitchen of evangelist teacher Brian Smith of First Heavy Metal Church of Christ. Brian is great to do an interview uh, with me for Saturday Sit Down. So, Brian, do an introduction to you of yourself, what you do, and why. Well, I run this thing we call the circus, the First Heavy Metal Church of Christ. Uh, it's not congregants, it's circus freaks, that's what I call them. Uh, anyway, it's we're a real church. Um, but we are for people that would normally never go to church. And I come from a construction background, and uh, God put on my heart that there's a whole world of people out there, more people that would never step foot in a traditional church. And, you know, it's like when I launched this church on Father's Day 2011, the very next day I lost my career. I got fired. And I'm like, oh, no. I mean, my joy started going, where? Oh, my like, God, how am I going to do this now? You put this on my heart. And then this soothing peace come over me and it said, you have a job now. You're a, you're a pastor. So just trust me and everything's going to be okay. And I did. It was the hardest thing I ever, I was ready to leave my keys on the table and walk out the door and never look back. And when the unemployment ran out after one year, um, the church was doing well enough to sustain just my basic needs. And then once the house was getting ready to go into foreclose, the church was doing well enough to save the house. And I've wow. never looked back and uh, been a full-time, you know, uh, I call myself the ringleader. Uh, <laughs> I just don't like going by pastor because yeah. the stigma behind pastor, they did a survey. Uh, pastor is only one up from used car salesman. Wow. And yeah, I mean, that's the stigma that pastors have with all the scandals and all the money scandals, sex scandals, everything. I don't want to be a part of that. You know, it's like I'm an evangelist. I We go against the grain and we do tactics that's never been done before. And yeah. I don't say that in a bragging way. I've caught hell for it. Let's put yeah. it that way. But I don't care because I'm out to save the lost at all costs. And that's all I care about. Well, if you had to relay and convey to uh, our viewers out there the top three things, the top three things you're most passionate about that you believe in, that you want people to know about evangelist Brian Tillman, first Brian Smith, uh, first heavy metal church of Christ. What would be that be? Number one is you don't clean up before you take a shower. That was the first message God put on my heart. I didn't even know this was going to be a church. I thought I was just so, supposed to preach this one message. I mean, think about it. If you're in a hot, humid summer in Ohio, all right. And you're out mowing grass for a couple hours. You got the clippings all stuck to your legs and you smell like, I mean, you're just, you know what I'm talking about. You don't come in after doing that and stop at the sink to wash your hands before you jump in the shower. You right. just jump in. And that's exactly the way God wants you. Mm. Um, you don't clean up first. I don't care who you're, what you're addicted to, who you're sleeping with, whatever the case may be. Um, a lot of people won't come to Christ because they've been preached at so much their entire, well, you can't do this and this and this and you need to be saved. Well, they automatically think, well, I got to give this up, this up, that what? To be, no, I'm not, I don't want to do that. See, they're not ready to do that, but give your heart to Jesus. Well, let's introduce them to Jesus because we can't clean ourselves up anyway. So once somebody comes to Christ, the Holy Spirit will clean them up in time, not your time, not my time. We're just supposed to love them through the process. And Christians have gotten that wrong, you know, and they judge people and the whole self-righteous, holier-than-thou thing. You know, we um, we want to meet people where they're at. I, I want to meet the lost. I want to love them. I want to go to the bars. I want to go to the places where most churches and Christians would never go. And I want to save the lost at all costs and put fresh ink <laughs> in the Lamb's Book of Life, baby. Amen. So if we had to summarize that, right? So you want to save the lost at all costs. Mm -hmm. 
you don't have to clean up before you show up and go where they are. Right. Right. Amen. Church, I mean, they Christians have made church to be a members only country club right now. Um, I mean, think about it. And a lot of them are yuppie, yuppie country clubs, you know, this upper middle class. And then if a poor family walks in, they automatically feel isolated, you know, mm. and it shouldn't be. I dress like this. I wear Iron Maiden shirts and all that stuff when I preach because it's not about what you wear. Um, we hold service at noon because we're trying to reach the people that may have partied all night the night before. So why would you start church so early when you know lost people aren't going to get up to go do that after they've just been out all night? Everything we do is catered for lost people. Even our softball team, we decided to, I, they wanted to join us. Hey, Pastor Brian, can we can we do a, a softball league, a, a Christian softball? I'm like, nope. Well, what? Don't you like softball? I love softball, but we're going to do a secular league. To show these people that not all Christians are snooty, self-righteous, stuck-up, crude buttholes. <laughs> and it works great. We have the most horrible team in the entire league, but our jerseys are second to none. Amen. <laughs> speaking of jerseys, speaking of shirts, I'm wearing a first heavy metal Church of Christ shirt. And there's some artwork on the back. And I want Brian to tell me, okay. tell our viewers about this artwork. Well, everything about us is untraditional. I've been called, oh, how could you're glorifying death and all this. No, think about it. Christian uh, motorcyclists, skateboarders, all that stuff, they wear Maltese crosses. They wear shirts with snakes and skulls and everything on it. Well, why can't Christians have a shirt like this? Because, you know, if you walk into a room of lost people and your shirt says God is awesome or, you know, Jesus rocks, they're going to run away from you. You walk in with one of these on, it catches attention. And we guarantee that you will be asked if the place is real, what it means. Uh, we'll give your money back and you can keep the shirt. That's how confident we are because it happens all the time. But a skull, it's the Golgotha. You know, Jesus was crucified on Golgotha, which is Hill of the Skull. We're also dead to our old selves. Um, there's a million things that you can do to just justify why we use a skull. But mostly, I just think it looks cool. And why can't Christians be cool? Why do you have to get a goofy haircut, wear goofy clothes, and not be able to wear cool jewelry? Like, look at that. Yeah. Rock! You know? <laughs> so you can be yourself, you know? And our, that's one of the cleaner ones. We've got this uh, black sheep revolution that is responsible for causing our most recent shirt split. Um, but, you know, it's like you walk in, the front of the shirt, one of my favorite is don't be a dumbass. And oh, how can that be a church? Well, there's a scripture under it in Numbers, and it's talking about Balaam's donkey, mm -hmm. you know. Or we have one that says, um, get stoned. So, you know, you walk into a con, oh, dude, get stoned. I'm like, yeah, but that's not what it means. It's, it's Stephen got stoned to death for Jesus, you know, because it has the act scripture right under it. And it's just to uh, engage in conversation and to spark curiosity in everything about our church. I mean, we even open up service. The two-minute countdown is Metallica's For Whom the Bell Tolls. My podium is two big tower speakers with a, a lighted speaker in the middle and then a black half table with big spikes on it, you know? And I mean, who says you can't have fun being a Christian and you're not going to reel people in with your traditional ugly red carpet, pews, gold chandeliers, bad haircuts, and, and suits, you know? it's we got to meet the people where they're at, man. Well, you talk about being a Christian and having fun. Sometimes being a Christian and your beliefs and passion about what you're passionate about is not always easy. Johnny Cash has a famous quote, Christians, or to be a Christian isn't for sissies. So with that being said, tell our viewers about your most 
challenging and humbling time in your ministry? Well, it'll blow your mind, but it's Christians. Mm. That's it. I thought coming into this, you know, the Bible says you'll be persecuted. You'll be this and that. Well, yeah, that for China Christians, they're being persecuted. Their churches are getting burned down. Uh, you go to the Middle East, they're getting persecuted and heads sawed off and everything else. Here in America, we don't get persecuted here. And if we do, they, the Christians bring it on themselves mm. because they're, they are judgmental, self-righteous. And they'll go to... Um, Okay, like this one story, uh, this street preacher, I, they just love me to death. I, you don't go to an LGBT um, rally and stand in the middle of it with signs, you're going to burn in hell, you know, and, and yelling at them. And you don't do that. First of all, if I were them, I wouldn't want anything to do with Jesus. We're supposed to love people to Jesus. You know, you can love, you can say just about anything with a love tone. In your voice, but when you're yelling and, and spewing that hatred, I think he got his butt kicked, and I was happy about. It. He deserved to get his butt kicked. Wait, that's your brother in Christ. He's stupid. You know, there, he wasn't the sharpest knife in the drawer, and he got what was coming to him because I don't believe Jesus would have went into that crowd and started yelling at them. You know, who did he yell at? Who did he make look stupid? Mm. The Pharisees. All right. He, he loved the sinners. So is it safe to say you believe in not um, shouting the hell out of someone or screaming the hell out of someone or scaring the hell out of someone? You believe we should love the hell out of Yeah. I mean, think about this. Now, his breath doesn't stink, but just for purpose. It, yeah, I say that. But no, seriously. If I were to come and say, oh, my gosh, you are disgusting. Your breath is horrible. Boom. And let me turn that other cheek. Or what if I come and say, hey, bro. Man, really, you know, you got a little breath thing going on. Can I give you a piece of gum? What, what, are you, what are you going to accept more? Excellent point. You see what I'm saying? And yeah. there's a million other points like that, but you get my drift. Yes. Well, with that being said, the most uh, challenging and humble uh, time, tell our viewers um, what was your most victorious winning time, um, you know, godly proud time. Okay, and well, can I have one more thing? Too? Absolutely. Okay, I apologize. No, go ahead. Uh, but the, the trying time is I've been called a heretic. I've been called David Koresh. I've been called Jim Jones. I've been called false prophet. I've been called everything. And if people would just go look at our What We Believe page on our website and just get past all of the skulls and the, you know, the Maltese crosses and the whatever, you'd see that we're preaching mm -hmm. sound doctrine. And then as far as the, the blessing that why I keep doing this is because... We have baptized over 960 people. Wow. 960 wow. people in the river in eight and a half years. And even my uh, free will Baptist pastor cousin in, in Kentucky, Paintsville, Kentucky, he said, oh, Lord, Brian, your church is very much of the Holy Spirit. He goes, we're lucky if we baptize two or three in a year, you know, and 960 in eight and a half years. And then we've had over 20 atheists and agnostics come to Christ in that time. Um, we have pagans going active pagans. All right, that are in the occult and everything coming to our church because they're curious. They've never heard anything like it before, like heavy metal church. And then the imagery, our Facebook page is PG 13. It holds the attention of the lost. I get slammed for that all the time, too. Mm. But I don't care anymore because I win the lost at all costs, save the lost at all costs. Amen. And the beautiful thing is, they will come because they feel something. They don't know what that something is. We know it's the Holy Spirit. And then eventually God reveals himself to them 
And then they give their heart to Jesus, man. And we're just loving them through that process. And it's an, that's how we're supposed to do it. Read the book Beautiful Outlaw by John Eldridge. That book changed my life. Excellent book. Excellent. And then God gave me a hell revelation about how there's people in hell right now for all of eternity because of Christians that gave Jesus a bad name. And I'm not okay with that. So mm. if i got to tick off a few Christians to win some loss, I'll do it for the rest of my life. Well, with that being said, you kind of shared a little bit about it. So, so you're victorious, your most godly proud, winning time. I mean, you talked about this atheist. You talked about souls being one. Tell me more about the victorious times. Um, I mean, there's really too many to, to list. My band was doing a show one time, this big bike rally. And I met this guy. He's now one of my best friends, you know, and he was double fisting two beers and coming up. What's up, dude? And we were talking. I was getting ready to go up on stage, and uh, I gave him one of our pamphlets, The Christians That Give Jesus a Bad Name. And he came to church the following week. Um, and I remembered him, walked in, what's up, man? You know, and he ended up getting saved. He, he ended up, I don't know if he got saved that first day, but he kept coming back. He ended up getting saved eventually, like within a month or something. Then he ended up being our, our, our team pastor at one our team leader at one time. Mm-hmm. Um, he's one of my best friends of this day. Uh, two of our best volunteers. One was caught, caught, fish caught at uh, Thunder in the Bird, <laughs> over in Miamisburg with our free, awesome. free weed, water, and beer sign. You know, that is hemp rope bookmarker, A&W root beer, and water. But, but with a hot rod church bus and with that sign, it, it people's curiosity. See, if we were a, a regular church bus with uh, something blank church of something, they avoid stuff like that. Mm. They walk way around because people are sick of churches. People are sick of the snooty, self-righteous behavior of a lot of these Christians out there. But when they see our church bus, they're like, oh, man, they start taking pictures. I'm like, come mm. on, you know, you're, you know you're curious. Come here. And then they they smile, they laugh, they walk away with our literature, and more people have, you know, our pizza bus ministry down in the projects, you know, we've had over 110 first-time salvations in a year. Ah, that's awesome. We're meeting people where they're at, Mm -hmm. loving them, not force-feeding or Bible-bashing them or shoving anything down there, just loving them, man. Yeah. And that's how you're supposed to do it. Amen. And so many are falling short of that. Well, talking about that, um, talking about loving them, talking about being an outreach and what First Heavy Metal Church of Christ is doing for the community, I'm going to get a little biased here. You know, I'm a polar bear, graduated from Northridge High School. When that tornado came through, okay, it ripped through the heart of Northridge. A lot of other communities too, but Northridge took a big kick in the teeth, right? And I noticed that First Heavy Metal Church of Christ stepped up. They served the community. It got me so motivated. I hopped in my Harley Davidson and I rode up there to, to pitch in, you know, whatever I could. Right. Two hands, sweat, blood, and tears, whatever it took. Tell me about that. Tell me what the church did. Well, I mean, we've never done anything like that before. I woke up the next morning after the tornado and heard of the damage. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we got to do something, you know? So I got on the church app and said, hey, if anybody can meet me down at our food pantry, you know, come on down and let's, let's start stuffing bags. And that's all we did. We took the water and the chips and crackers and bread and non-perishables out of our food pantry and started making these little bags. And we drove through the hardest hit neighborhoods, going around, falling trees, power lines and everything and honking the horn. Is everybody okay? You know, do you need water? Do you need people's coming out? And, and so that was the first day. And then when the school district picked up on that, um, the superintendent, his second in command and one of the principals, Dave, Dave Jackson, Tony Heiser, and Jeff Lyseth, 
uh, we got together and formed like almost overnight a, a tornado relief pantry mm-hmm. that we started getting all these donations and, and, you know, like everything from toilet paper to clothes to, uh, dude wipes. We found out of this great pro- product called dude wipes. Check it out. Um, and we just started loving people. We would let them come in and take what they need. And the people that lost their vehicles, um, mm-hmm. we would deliver to them. Then we ended up getting raising like a hundred and thirty some thousand, thirty eight thousand dollars of relief money. Uh, we started buying used cars for families that lost their only vehicle and couldn't afford to replace it. We bought them a used car so that they can start getting back to work and get their lives back together. I mean, we put people up in hotels. Uh, paid rent and utilities on two different uh, trailers at a trailer park for two families that lost everything and oh, gave them six months to get back on their feet. I mean, it was just amazing to watch God work through all of that. And it's, it, it was it, truly the, be in the hands and feet of Jesus. And you watch this community come together. Um, and, it you know, nobody died, praise God, in that tornado. And what it did is it brought pride and love of fellow man. I mean, everybody, next thing you know, these hamburger tents were going up on every corner, feeding people, loving people. And it was, uh, it, for a disaster, it was a huge Holy Spirit home run. Amen. I've heard you talk about getting into the game, playing the game, right? Not be a uh, bench seat warmer or a, a fan in the stands, right. right? So is it safe to believe and safe to know and what you're trying to convey? You're a strong getting in the game, going yeah. out and scoring the touchdowns for, t- for Jesus. That's what what away. It, it was the great commission, not the great suggestion. <laughs> no, seriously, and you've got these Christians. I think a lot of them just want to get out of hell free insurance or card, but they'll sit on the bench. We were told to go spread this gospel. And it's not a country club. You know, Christ, or lost people is just not going to stumble upon church anymore. Mm. And the days of a bake sale in front of your grocery store, hey, let me tell you about Jesus. Those days are over. A lot of people don't want anything to do with Christians or church because of the behavior of some of these Christians throughout the decades. Like, remember when they destroyed the Beatles albums? Mm, yeah. Idiots. <laughs> I, I mean, their hearts were in the right place, I guess, but that's that's mean. That's not loving, you know? And I love the Beatles. When you do the house here in a minute, you're going to see. But um, it's just they've given Jesus a bad name, and we got to meet them where they're at and love them and and. You know, yeah, sure, they need to change. We all need to change eventually. But when you get saved, God wants you exactly how you are right then and there. You don't have to quit anything because the Holy Spirit enters your heart. Mm. And as you actively seek God, he's going to actively seek you. And he's going to clean you up along the way. And we're just supposed to love you through the process. Amen. That's it. Amen. So, so my viewers that's watching this, how can they support or help or visit whatever they can do if they feel called or led to, how can they support you in your ministry? Well, if you're far away, uh, I mean, our t-shirts, you know, they are, we have, there's 21 different countries with our t-shirts floating through them. No joke. It's amazing. Wow. Um, just melt one to Canada the other day too, Canada, but you can buy a shirt. I mean, it's guaranteed to open the door for evangelism. All proceeds go back to the church. Um, we're not in this for the money. I mean, I capped my salary within like the first six months of launching. I told them, look, I ain't in this to get rich. I don't, that's not me. That's not who I am. I'm happy with the life God's given me. And I don't think I should ever make more than my best year out in the secular world in construction. I, at that time in 2011, I think my best year was 65000 
uh, free company truck, free gas card, and free medical insurance. So, Just so you know here, he's being very vulnerable, very open, as you can oh, tell. Yeah. He's and not hiding anything. Not at all. I, I appreciate that. Hey, but you have to because there's such a bad stigma with pastors and church now and all these, oh, give me $63 million so I can fly my own jet plane and not be around a tube full of demons, you know? Are you serious? And so it's like, that's all I ever want. I, I, that's, I think that's what God put on my heart because I live comfortably on that. I don't need anything else. So whatever, like now, whatever 65000 is equivalent to as inflation takes place and all that, but I don't need any more than that. So we need monetary donations because even our pizza bus, we go down into the projects every Friday for over five years, four stops at two different um, project low-income housing, and we feed those babies pizza. And that's some, that's the only meal some of them get on a Friday night. And we give them a plate of pizza, uh, one slice of pizza, a juice, chips, and a Twizzler and at four different stops. And that run us over $20,000 one year. You know, so everything we bring in, we push right back out the door to love the community and spread the gospel. Awesome. So to support you, obviously, T-shirts to support the church and the ministry, right? And what website can they go to if they want to pick up one of these really cool T-shirts? What's that website? Um, it's heavymetalchurch.com. And then also check out our Facebook page. That's under The First Heavy Metal Church of Christ. It's PG-13, so if you get your feelings hurt, easy. Don't go check it out because, you know, I mean, it's just it's the truth. You're, if you... Uh, lost people are not going to hang out on a page with a church that's all fluffy and Christian I I can't stand Christianese. <laughs> Christianese. You know what that is? Christianese. Yeah, Christianese. If you don't talk like that Monday through Saturday, don't come to church. Well, brother, praise God. I'm too blessed to be stressed. Glory be his name. You start talking like that in front of lost people, they're going to run. I call it re religiosity. Religiosity. I yeah. like that. Mm -hmm. But you know, it's, it is what it is. So our page is designed to capture the, I mean, we even take secular songs. I call it a tainted dose, FHMCC's tainted dose. We do a daily dose of Christian rock and then a tainted dose where like we'll take, um, oh, I don't know, uh, have a drink on me from ACDC mm -hmm. and then put where Jesus turned water into wine, the story <laughs> of that scripture. Oh, yeah. And then here you got a lost person. Well, is this is a church. What the heck are they doing? Like, you know, even Friday's funny. I get, we do a funny bone Friday every Friday. Yeah. I've gotten in so much trouble for that. <laughs> it's, it's, I've seen them. It's I've seen PG-13 humor yeah. at its finest. And, and yeah. Well, if somebody wants to come and visit now, you know, some people don't like to get out of, out of bed that early, man. Church, what? Church Noon. Wow. Noon. <laughs> and doors open, what, at 11? Oh, 11. 11. Free coffee and donuts. Free and, coffee and donuts. And earplugs. And ear we bring in a different band every week, ranging from Christian blues to Christian rock, and um, we're different. I mean, it's with the we're preaching the gospel because it's all about the gospel, mm -hmm. but we do it in a way that's different that attracts people in, and then once they come in, they feel something, and then in time, yeah. God reveals Himself. Physical address, where are you physically located? We're at the Old Northridge High School, uh, 2251 Timber Lane, Dayton, Ohio, 45414. Or you can call us, 937 uh, Or you can email me personally at bsmith at heavymetalchurch.com. And I'll send you one of those pamphlets, Christians Who Give Jesus a Bad Name. Amen. Awesome. Thanks for the time. Thanks for the interview. Rock on. Rock on. Thanks, viewers. Hey, listen, look. Make it a great day and rock on for Jesus. That's right.